Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. We are back for another installation. Uh, it's going to be kind of a mini episode uh, this week. We don't have a list set for you. Uh, I apologize uh, right off the bat. It's been a very uh, busy time. Real life and stuff. Real life and stuff. Uh, I'm Brian. With me, as always, is Brian. Hello, everyone. We're uh, changing the formula a bit, and this might be something that we do every now and then. So yeah, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try something new. It's kind of low key. You know, we're gonna be laid back. Brian's already sipping on some beers, and yeah, it's been wait. It's we we don't have enough time to sit here and make a whole list. And it's a it's a beer day. It's a beer day. Yeah, it's we, beer day. We, we don't we don't just we're not we're not quite like Matt and Matt uh, Stone and Trey Parker where they can crank out an episode in, in half a day i mean we, <laughs> we do take a week and so do they but we're we're gonna you know just kind of keep all us. the lists that we had um in, ha- in in our heads we needed to do more research on yeah and and we'll, maybe we'll tease them out to you a little bit later but the, the ones that we really wanted to do um we were able to get 12 uh, uh things people movies what have you on that list we we just I needed. I wanted to watch more of. He wants to do the research. I wanted to do the research. You, I wanted to you, be a good podcaster. I just wanted to go out here and wing it. Yeah, so, we, for for you listeners out there, we want to make sure that it's that it's of as best quality as we can give you. It may not be the best that we think it could be, but we're trying to make it at least at a at a, at a, at a you know. I'm putting my hand up like you can see. It's a, <laughs> just it's, look. It's look about, at Ryan's. You guys so, see Ryan's hand. It's about right. Yeah. So it's gonna be right there. We don't want to be here. We want to be, <laughs> we want to there. be here. <laughs> So this is going to be kind of kind of just a review. There's a lot of news that happened in the last week that I've been yeah, which is and which is probably going to be a lot, uh, which is going to take up our whole news segment norm- anyway because we want yeah. to cover all of it. Normally we kind of weed it down to three or four good stories, but you know there's a bunch of them. And it was tough new- to weed them out. And then some new things happened yesterday and yeah, and, and today this morning there was some more stuff. Oh, so usually, so great. So you know, a lot of time when we're doing that, you know, we we, t- we pick the most recent news. We don't actually kind of keep a backlog and go through it so we're going to go through kind of a weekend's worth of news about five days worth and yeah just about kind of kind of go from there uh we're also going to talk golden globes action that happened on sunday uh, i don't know if anybody watched it i kind of did i was going to live tweet it out but i didn't pay attention that much to do it so i just kind of watched and wondered why yeah. somebody won or somebody <laughs> didn't win and yeah we got really into um the newsroom and, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, we were, we were like three episodes into the newsroom, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, the Golden Globes, and I was like, no, I'm going to watch another did, episode of the did, newsroom. Did you watch the new season? Are you, are you on yeah, season three? Yeah, we're on season three right now. We just finished I'm, episode four of season I am, three. I'm behind. I did not oh, start, season, so, I didn't start season three yet, but it's, it's their last season. Yeah, it's classic play. Sorkin, you know? Okay. So, it's, it's great. I so, love it. So, if I've seen the first two seasons, yeah. I know what to expect in season three. Yeah, it's just, or, it's, it's the same. if I've seen any Sorkin TV show, I yeah, know what to expect. It's going to be great. It's not saying that he's... Terrible. He's great. I love his shows. Um, at times, I guess he gets a bit formulaic. Ah, I love his shows. And a, bit, and a bit predictable. And I'm not saying that that's going to ever stop me from watching anything that he does. It's like because, the, because it's not. It's like the video that you sh- uh, showed me when... Where they reu- he reuses uh, yeah, that dialogue was, that from was the beginning episodes of, and movies. So that was like three years ago when Newsroom yeah. first happened. You yes. showed me that video. Yes. It was a really funny video. Well, maybe, yeah, because uh, he reuses... Maybe we'll tweet it out or yeah, something. Yeah, we'll have to because it's on YouTube. Um, for those who don't know, Aaron Sorkin is a writer for... Uh, and we're going to go down the list quick. Uh, Sports Night, the American President movie. Um, Studio 60. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Social Network movie. Uh, social Network movie. The Newsroom right now. Uh, he's doing West Wing. West he Wing. created West Wing. Yep, and a bunch of others, and we'll kind of stop there because otherwise we're going to be hemming and hawing because I don't know everything they did. Um, but he did those, and they they did a super cut of all of the times he uh, did repeated dialogue uh, from show to show. And I've seen all of the things that he's done, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize it. Now watching the super cut, obviously you know, but as a as a fan, as someone who just goes to be entertained, 
I never made the connection that oh, this is reused dialogue from this show. So it really wasn't that big of a deal to me. It, it, I mean, it's not because it's not. It's not like oh man, he does it's this not all the key time. Dialogue. It's, it's correct. Not plot it's points. Filler, and, I guess. Yeah, when I mean, when someone needs to make a big speech, kind of get a point across. Yeah, he, he likes to emulate what he feels that the workplace dialogue should be, and I wish that my workplace was as affluent and full of <laughs> and sexy and full of <laughs> and full of dialogue as as this as his shows are, yeah. but. But yes, we'll we'll tweet that out. Um, I don't know why we talked about Aaron Sorkin. He's not even on our no, he's on not newsroom because I got I started watching newsroom. And so, it's Aaron Sorkin. Why not? Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, a lot of bit about some news. We'll go through the 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 Golden Globes real quick and give out some some interesting things that I observed while watching. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and we started watching. We we tweeted it over the weekend. Uh, I started. Well, I finished editing the the first part of the Omni Marvel bus that uh, Mike Firth uh, so graciously it's so amazing so graciously gave the instructions on how to do. Yeah, we and started watching it this weekend. Started as well. watching it. Twelve hours is a lot to commit on a weekend, especially when there was football on Sunday. Yeah, which is tough. Um, and Saturday, but Sunday was the important game. Go Packers! Um, woo! So we started it. Um, we're about halfway through the first half, which is good. Um, so we'll give our impressions, our first impressions. Uh, of what we think about that, and we're going to finish it and give a review of that. Then we'll watch the second one, because um, that one's going to take a little bit longer to edit. It has a lot more uh, smaller cuts to it. Uh, and then maybe uh, maybe we'll give a full review and, and maybe give our opinion if something could have changed. But I don't. So far, it's you know it's a real treat. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll give a maybe we'll give a vault pick. I haven't decided yet. You know. Oh yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll as figure we go something along. out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can figure one out. All right. As as we go, this would be a vault uh, pick uh, on the fly vault, here. A super fly vault pick. Oh, yeah. So do you want to go ahead with the news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let me go. Um, I'll do the first one because I already wrote it down and I was stupid and wrote it, wrote it down correctly and then incorrectly. And that's what happens when the news changes every day. Um, we were going to report on uh, Taken 3 came out this week because everybody knows that um, Liam Neeson's daughter shouldn't get kidnapped three times so there's a new story yeah <laughs> so uh taken three was this weekend and it was originally reported that it was the number two all-time opening january box office um once the actual results came in it was number three wah, wah. <laughs> what a piece of crap so it it's it, it still looks like a action it, it looks like an action movie mm-hmm. i don't even want to say it looks like a good action movie but it doesn't look like a bad action movie it's your standard Liam Neeson fair. What has he done differently in the last f- f- six years? Everything's been an action movie where he's been... We'll have to see if, when Love actually came out. He that was 2004. That. Was it? Okay, okay. We're really far ago. away from that. Yeah. But like in the last six years, he's done the Taken movies. He's done Grey. He's yeah. done the Grey. He's done uh, that one movie where he's in the airplane yep. and he's the air marshal. I mean, every movie he does, he's a lone agent or a lone... Survivor. He's a lone government official right. uh, trying to save the world or right. save something and right and not to say that he can't do that part he does it he does the part very well but but he just i don't know so let me pull up the numbers real quickly for you the that uh taken two or taken three excuse me which that's what we're talking about here taken three pulled in 39 Point two million dollars uh, in the span of the weekend. Um, that is number two behind Cloverleaf, 
or that's number three, excuse me. Cloverleaf is number two, which pulled in about 42 million. Let me pull up the number for you. 40.058 million. And then Ride Along, which was last year's comedy duo with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, is number one. And that one is only a paltry 41.5 million. So the numbers are very close. Taken three shouldn't consider this a failure, and I doubt they will. I, I believe there's already talks uh, to do Taken 4, which I can't believe that there's even talking about another sequel. Knowing, knowing, I guess, watching the trailer uh, for, for Taken 3, so knowing enough of what Taken 3 is about, for them to do Taken 4, or to even consider doing Taken 4, has to be because they're backing up the truck into Liam Neeson's front yard and saying, take our money. Well, he came out and said that he wasn't going to do three. Yeah, he said originally in three, I think it was when Taken 2 came out, he did an interview and he said uh, that we can't, there's, there's no way that we can do Taken 3 because the daughter can't be kidnapped a third time. That's just bad parenting. And I know he was being tongue-in-cheek about it, but they're right. You couldn't do three movies that are the exact same. That's, that, that's not just bad parenting, that's bad uh, screenwriting. So they change it up a bit. Oh, and somebody, I think it's his ex-wife, dies in this movie. Ooh, whatever. That's what it says in the trailer. Yeah, she was Yeah, she was the one that was and, taken and, and they killed her. And he goes out for revenge. Well, he's, Which, again, I'm all for. I, well, he's, I, he's framed for it. He's framed for oh, the murder. Oh, that's what it was? Okay. And okay. so they're... Spoiler God! It's in the trailer. It's not spoiling <laughs> nothing if you go to the trailer. So he goes out to try to prove his innocence. And clearly now there's going to be a Taken 4. Apparently. Um, they're talking about it. Uh, Liam Neeson opens the door for further sequel. Here, we'll read this. This was actually this morning. Um, back in March 2011, writer-producer Luke Besson told us that we'll stop at 2. Adding, I don't think we'll go like Transporter, for example, with 2, 3, and 4. Then, of course, Liam Neeson ruled out doing Taken 3 after making Taken 2. And now he's warming to the idea of Taken 4. Chatting to Fox, I'm guessing the TV station, he was asked whether this was doing... Whether this was... It was Fox Mulder. It was Fox Mulder yeah, from X Files. That's who he's talking nice. to. Yeah, Agent Fox Mulder. They're gonna come back. <laughs> he's talking to David Duchovny. He was asked whether this was doing. I believe this was this was going to be the last one. Thanks, Den of Geek, for your spell check. His answer firmly held the door open for more. I think if audiences go and see it, which they clearly did, and they like these characters, which well, let's not get carried away. I mean, I'd love to do something with Forrest Whitaker again, and if it's taken four, then great. So. Yeah, I don't... I, kind of vague. I mean, he's he just wants to work with Forrest Whitaker again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, obviously, he was the, the co-actor in Taken 3. I think he's just saying, if it's Taken 4, you better pay me. Yeah. well, that's Or what, have a good that's, script. I don't, he's not just the money I think that's guy, what they but, did for this one, though. Is I mean, they I think they gave him a substantial amount of money. I'll have to, maybe we'll have to do a uh, check on that one. but For which one? Taken 3. What about it? How much money he got. Oh, how much he got paid for it? Those yeah. are pretty hidden. Oh, really? Actors, I mean, if, if they want to come out and promote it, they usually do, but you can't... It's very hard to find oh. actor intake from, from certain movies. They'll, they'll tweet about it, or somebody will have an insider source that says, uh, someone made X and X amount of money. Gotcha. Um, but they can average it out. I always out. thought you could. I always thought it was like baseball players. You just look it up. No. Was, you know, they're not public employees. Baseball players aren't public either, but they have theirs. And theirs aren't actually technically supposed to be released either. They just do it. As a mm-hmm. press conference. Like, you don't hear the people who are 
you know, you don't hear, I mean, you hear everybody, but you just, a lot of the times you see they sign for three years. So you don't see the m- amount of money unless their publicist or the team wants to, unless their publicist wants to promote it. Oh, sure. he got $50 million. Right. So, and that's the same thing with the movies. A lot of the time they take kind of news tidbits here and there. Um, we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but we talked about it while watching The Omnibus about how Terrence Howard was replaced by Robert Downey Jr. Right. Or not replaced by him, but he... He was replaced by Don He Cheadle. was replaced by Don Cheadle because Robert Downey Jr. needed... Uh, I don't think he needed it, but he was given additional funds to film Iron Man 2, and they didn't want to pay Terrence Howard what they promised they'd pay him, and so he left. Yeah, that was... Because he was fresh off his Oscar win. Yeah, so he... And he actually was the reason that... He says it this way, of course, that he was the reason that... Robert Downey Jr. even got the role to begin with, that he vouched for him to be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And he feels that he was betrayed and, and backstabbed, whatever. It's not it's not the subject of this podcast. But but yeah, I, I believe that if he were to get a truckload of, of Benjamins on his front lawn, I'm sure he would do Taken 4. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I'd like to think that he has... Hell, more. I'd do it for 10 bucks. I'd like to think that he... No, you wouldn't. It's a lot of work for 10 bucks. Yeah, but then I'd be in a movie. You'd have a credit, I suppose. Yeah. But why don't you? Why, why wouldn't you just be? I mean, why wouldn't you just do like background acting? That'd be a credit to your name. Background? Well, I'd have to have a line. I don't think you can't. I don't think you get a credit unless you have a line. Then you're just kind of. Then as you an can extra. just. Then you can be guy who orders latte too. Done. I will order the hell out of that latte. And you'll be like, I want a latte with soy milk, no foam, and then the bomb's gonna explode and you're gonna die. But you'll have that credit. But I'll have that credit. You will. Yeah. So, anywho, taken three. Number three at the box office. I guess that's fitting that it's three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I hope it. I hope it's okay. I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. I will. I'm not gonna go see it in the theater. Sorry, Liam, but I, I just Liam I doesn't need our money. Just can't. Liam I, got I'm, gonna, his I'm money. gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch it. It's it's a Liam Neeson shoot 'em up action movie. Why would you not go see it? You know, that's what yeah. he does. So he right. shoots. We can move on to the next do the bit next, of news. Yeah, let's take a look. Which one should we do next? Um. Let's do this. Do this is a quick one. Um, Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. uh, has a start date of September eighth for the Late Show. So when you take it over for David Letterman, that's yeah. going to be September. 8th. That's going to be monumental. Um, that'll be. What are your thoughts about his show? What do you think? What do you think it's going to be like? Well, it's not going to be anything like the Colbert Report because it can't because the Colbert Report really just. Well, first off, it's half an hour long. Second off, it's a character. And he's exactly he's playing a character. He's he's not. Um, he's not himself. You know, I've seen, you know, the, the, the interviews that, well, not the interviews, the behind-the-scenes footage that they do when he meets, uh, I think this was, uh, I think he was meeting uh, Howard Dean or Al Gore, somebody. Was this the Colbert Report yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, and he was behind the, you know, behind the scenes, like, hey, when the light goes on, like, I am not going to be myself, I'm going to be a character, you know, and I'm going to come at you and I'm going to be this funny, you know, pro-everything Republican guy. The, the stereotypical yeah extremist yeah and that's what he and that's what he does so you can't do that on a late show um for taking over letterman because then you would just ostracize you know half of the population of the yeah. united states so you obviously can't do well that. he's gonna do so he'll, he'll still do topical humor but he'll approach it from both sides of course and that and that's what you need to do you can't just do one side you know and expect it to be uh, you know have all the ratings and he won't just he won't just do political news anymore he'll do he'll cover all the news he'll cover right anything that's big like it, i it's still the Letterman, uh, well, as in, uh, technically it's, I mean, who had the show for Letterman? Carson. 
was that Carson's show? I thought Carson's oh, wait, show no, was, you're right. Jimmy, it was Jimmy Fallon's yeah, show. Yeah. I think Letterman was the first one to do it. Because, the because he of... originally had uh, Johnny Carson, but then they brought in Jay Leno. Okay. I just, I'm trying to figure out, because that production, or whoever has that show, that's still going to do... They'll still have the rights to the top ten, if they want to do that. I don't know if they will. Because I my, my guess is that they're not going to do a complete... Uh, it'll be a brand new show. Completely brand new show. Oh, yeah. there, there won't be a top ten. There's not... There's not going to be a... What the hell is that? I don't know. I don't know if you picked it up on the microphone, but that's, that was silly, whatever that was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think that'll be a good show. Um. I'll definitely watch the premiere. I did for Jimmy Fallon's, and I loved it. I, I like yeah. Jimmy Fallon. I think his show is good. I think Col- Colbert's going to have his work cut out for him because Fallon's so huge right now. Well, he's got a and he's, he's got a big lead too. He's got two year lead on exactly to kind of hone one the, year, to hone his show. Almost a one year lead. Yeah. And so, but I think Colbert's going to be okay because the reason why Fallon does so well is because he's very variety on that show. Mm-hmm. But Colbert can do that too because so Colbert's a singer songwriter as well, and he can go out there and and do. You know, just about anything that Fallon can. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does because I haven't seen him outside of the Colbert Report in such a long time. No, yeah, and even when he was on, and even when he was on the Daily Show, he was still playing a caricature for the most yes, part. Yes, he was. Yeah, they're always they're very uh, satirical on that show. I think, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, um, how he approaches it. I think, I think there's more pressure on him. Than there was on Fallon because Fallon already had a late night show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be great to see how even Craig Ferguson's replacement James Corden does. Mm-hmm. His show starts in March. I looked yeah. it up while we were talking. March twenty third is his premiere date. Wow! So he's going to have a five month head start on on Colbert on Colbert, yeah. and hopefully it's good. I love James Corden. He's I mean he was unknown up until about two years ago, and mm-hmm. he's been everywhere now. And he's he's a great actor, very funny guy. Um. What was nice about Ferguson's show is it was still that traditional, it was still the traditional late night talk show, but he put his own spin on it. And that's kind of like what Seth Meyers does too. This is very traditional Mm -hmm. late night talk show, but he's very good at giving interviews. He's very personable. And Colbert has that, will have that uh, celebrity factor that Letterman never really had started out with either. He's friends with how many celebrities, how many politicians he's he's got a rolodex of people he can bring on to his show like like fallon did fallon had a rolodex of people that he could call on to be on his show right away right so that'll help a lot i think i think i think it'll hopefully be a good start to a new uh late night war Mm -hmm. because the letterman leno battle kind of got stale right and right. again it's a generational thing our generation now the 20 30 year olds yeah, we're oh, the ones we now love are, jimmy fallon we're the ones who are watching now because we grew up watching daily show speak to yourself man i don't stay up that late well we you know we were familiar with stephen colbert we're fam- right we're familiar with jimmy fallon from snl and mm-hmm. his movies and, and so mm-hmm. we're not familiar with jay leno we you know we're not familiar with with i mean we're familiar with craig ferguson from uh, what TV show was that? He was on Drew Carey, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then whoever the late night guy, Conan. I mean, Conan was on for a long time. And Conan and Conan did everything. And you he's know, still, Simpsons, I mean, he's still Saturday on. Night Live, and he's yeah, and he's still on. So it'll be it'll be good. It'll be a good revival of of the late night wars. Um, here's hoping that here's hoping Col- that here's hoping that Colbert good. does well enough yeah. to, to keep it. I don't want him to yeah. fail. Uh, I want no, I want no, I want terrible. I want all four of these new guys to succeed. I want. Myers and Corden and 
Fallon and Colbert. They should right. all be, they should all have their own audience. They should mm-hmm. all be able to thrive in their time slots, and there should be no lost ratings anywhere. Everybody should be happy. Right. They can trade ratings. I don't care. Somebody can do three million one week. The next person can do three million one week. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't leave in the next five years and get some stability down. That was that was Conan O'Brien's problem. They never gave him stability. He was there for less than a year. They didn't right. even give him a chance. I mean, right. Fallon's coming up on a year now, and, and he had, you know, I, I don't know why he's done so well. His show is so much different, I yeah. think. I think that's the biggest thing, is it's just so different than anything anybody else is doing. Right, right. It, it's pretty much it's pretty much an SNL show, because he does skits, and he does you know, game shows, and he does all these other random things. He's got the roots. I mean, come on. Yeah. When you have a famous-ish band... Yeah doing you know being your house band that's that's pretty big that's that's pretty big so you know good luck to you Stephen colbert if you'll ever hear this if not you'll have if not you'll have one (laughs) of us you know you know he listens to us every week i i I know i'm just trying to be humble (laughs) all right let's go to the next one i'll let you talk about this one because i've been talking about all the news recently (laughs) do you need do you need the the article up are you familiar with it no i'm i'll be fine okay so uh this next piece of news is uh George Lucas came out in an interview saying that he was planning to uh, release Star Wars Episode Seven, direct it, before he sold uh, uh, Lucasfilm. So he was actually planning on doing Episode Seven through Nine and directing them all, and, you know, he's planning the, the, the whole deal before he sold it. So I'm just saying right now, thank you, thank you, George and Disney, for coming to amicable terms and selling uh, Lucas Arts and get and getting Star Wars out of George Lucas' hands because I I think that would have just everybody would have just hated seven eight nine because he redeemed himself a little bit on Episode three but barely any redemption was made at mm-hmm. all. Some parts were cool, some parts were fine. Uh, uh, it was just it was just not uh, the one two and three just sucked. They were terrible, regardless of what you you know you think of them. They I'm telling you right now they were all awful movies. So. So part of the article mentions that back in 2008, so even before any of this came out, uh, when Lucas wasn't part of Lucasfilm anymore, he was, I guess, just off doing whatever. Sure. Um, he said he left explicit instructions to not release any more Star Wars films. So there'd be no... There'd be, he's basically, he's quoted back in 2008, there will definitely be no episodes 7 through 9. That's because there isn't any story. The Star Wars story is really the tragedy of Darth Vader. That is the story. Once Vader dies, he doesn't come back to life. The Emperor doesn't get cloned, and Luke doesn't get married. Mm-hmm. Yet Lucas indeed and changed all, his and mind. All that, after and all point. that stuff happens in in the uh, in the EU, the expanded universe yeah. of Star Wars. All those things happen. So he, he he was very good, and he's always been very good with the expanded universe. Right. He, right. He left it alone. If something you know peaked, he would be he'd be he, a consultant more or less. Like he, I mean, there's a lot of famous authors who've written for the expanded universe. Right. But. You know, they left it alone, and they were very good to each other. They didn't. A lot of the expanded universe didn't step on each other's toes. If somebody was writing something, was it back in the eighties or nineties? They wrote the Han Solo trilogy. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wrote it again. Yeah, because it's it's sacred. That mm-hmm. is the the backstory of Han Solo, and mm-hmm. everybody accepts it as as that. Well, everybody accepts that Luke gets married to Mara Jade. Mm-hmm. That was and, explained in know, the expanded universe and in the right. video games, and and that you know the Millennium Falcon crashes at one point, you know Chewie dies and fulfills his life debt to Han. So all these things happen in the expanded universe, but now it's all going to get rewritten. So well, they, they, they talked about as soon as they announced Episode Seven, they said that the expanded universe was no longer canon. Yeah, which and everything is now considered fan fiction. Which is crazy. So that's a little unfortunate, um, but yeah. I mean Lucas, you know he he wasn't going to sell. 
he was actually he was going to sell after he released episode seven because he wanted he didn't want to do any. Then he thought about doing episode seven. Uh, and then he was going to sell after doing episode seven, but he didn't. He sold instead, mm-hmm. so he could, I guess, spend more time with his family, which is right. a, a great reason, right, to do that. Um, and I guess he's quoted as saying that the only thing that he, so he said the only thing I really regret about Star Wars is the fact that I never got to see it. I never got to be blown out of my seat when the ship came over the screen. He said, "The next one, I'll be able to enjoy it like anybody else." And that's kind of telling to him because it is true. A filmmaker rarely gets to see their film through the eyes of of a standard moviegoer. They're stuck behind the film, seeing all the stuff that went through it, and they've seen they've seen that scene 150 times in the editing process. They know that that ship's coming over the screen. They're not surprised when they find out that Vader's Luke's father. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he'll have all these initial feelings that that we've had as fans and hopefully he'll be able to appreciate what disney and and lucas films are doing with seven through nine and he won't be the jaded i didn't want that as my vision because he he can very well do that and Mm -hmm. he created star wars right so he he technically can do what he wants but now he doesn't own anything so six years ago he he doesn't get to do anything so seven years ago now I'm, i'm i'm very happy for it um him saying stuff like this, I, I, honestly, I bet he's just getting everybody riled up. Because uh, after Red Tails came out, I mean, he had sworn off movie making forever. He, has he was has. he was so you know he was so pissy after it debuted and nobody liked it because they thought it was stupid. Well, Red Tails was two thousand ten, so. right? So after that, you know, because he what you know, and then but now he's got another one. What? Yeah, but he's Trolls just he just wrote it. He's been writing that for fifteen years. Right, right. And that was the same with Red Tails. He'd been writing that for fifteen twenty years, and right. so he's. Doesn't have any part of it except for it was his it was his original story idea. Yeah, right. And nobody liked it, so it's like, well, George, maybe you should just take a hint, and you are no longer the visionary that you still believe yourself to be. And yes, so. I'm directly talking to George Lucas because he too listens to us every nice. week. So yeah, it, it'll just it'll be it'll be fun to for him. It'll be more fun for us because we're we're, we're bigger Star Wars fans than he is because he ruined the Star Wars movies. Oh, he just <laughs> destroyed them. That'll be a different podcast topic. We could do that. And it's so sad that those are canon, but now the EU is no longer yeah. canon. We could we could do the twelve most disappointing things about Star Wars Episode One, and twelve most about two, and twelve most. We could even we could even do it with the new ones four, five, and six. We could say what are the most disappointing portions of those movies. Oh, four, five, and six. Uh, there we are could. parts. There are parts. If, if, if we're going to be fair, yeah, we, we would have to. Yeah. So that might be something closer to, to next year, or yeah. this year, or later this year when Star Wars is coming out. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so Luke is coming out and stirring the pot again with nonsense and yeah, exactly. Interviews he's and... just he's just getting old and see now. Someone shoved a microphone in his face. Well, I'm, yeah, it's just because it's so big. Everything everything Disney now does is big, and mm-hmm. he's not a part of it for the first time in his life. So of course they're going to want to get his every opinion. Right, exactly. So he's going to be a little butthurt, and that's fine. It's, yeah, you know, it's his, it's his baby. You know, I understand that. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, I'll handle this one, too. I'll handle this. Uh, this one is just more for me, because um, Brian hasn't seen more than maybe half a season. Yeah, I, uh, it's not that I don't like it, it's just, no it's time. not it's not on the top of my list to, of, of, of shows to kind of watch and catch up on. I don't know. So, House of Cards, season three debuts at the end of this month, and in good old Netflix, Netflix fashion, they're going to release all 13 episodes. That is the greatest thing that Netflix has ever done. For a binge day. Now, I was going to take the day off. Oh really? I was gonna binge the whole thing. Wow! Because that that's a that's a weekend where I'm free, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm open that weekend. I don't have any plans or anything. 
then I look at my work calendar, and I can't. I'm training two new people that were start work or that have started work in the last month. I'll be training them that day to do a file, a, a big file for work, and it's going to take three hours to do it. So I'm kind of gritting and cursing under my breath that I have to be to work that day. But I might take a half day, and then stream the rest of it, because I, I. Fell head over heels mm-hmm. for House of Cards when I first saw it. And I watched the original BBC show too. So I'm not just somebody who only watched the first one and, and didn't watch the original version of the show. I watched it after the fact because I didn't know it was a remake until after I watched it. But the original BBC version was, was spectacular too. But I relate more to American politics because I'm from America. Yeah. So, and I love Kevin Spacey. God. Yeah. God bless Kevin Spacey. He's, I he's love so him. Good. He's one of my he's one of my top five favorite actors. Mm-hmm. And he d- can do anything, and it'll be good. And they're and he's got some integrity because they're doing Hot Tub Time Machine two, and he's not doing it. So, or he wasn't in that. Was John Cusack? Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? He's not in that. Sorry, I like John Cusack too. He's in my top five, also. Yeah, John Cusack. He is... also has integrity. You think top five? For me, John Cusack. Yeah, he's in he's in one of my top five movies. One of your top five movies, but not one of your top five actors. Yeah. I don't know. The three movies, three of my top probably 20 favorite movies have him in it. Right. He's easily in my top five, Mm -hmm. I think. If not top five, top ten favorite actors. But, I mean, High Fidelity, Girls Point Blank, Serendipity. Uh, He was in 2012, which was an okay okay movie. Um, But he, I really like the movies that he does. So yeah, season three of House of Cards starts February twenty seventh, which is a Friday. So mark your calendars if you haven't started watching the whole show yet. It's on Netflix. Watch season one, season two. I just found out. Speaking of Netflix, I'm actually going to go probably do some of this tonight. They released the commentary tracks on Netflix, like how you would like normally have DVDs and stuff. Really? Yeah, you can just go to Netflix and go to the audio tracks and choose your audio track. They have commentary now. That's interesting. That's so awesome. So I'm going to watch the season one. I'm going to watch House of Cards season one again with commentary mm-hmm. and to listen to. Because normally I would buy the DVDs. And that's the only reason I would buy DVDs was to get commentary. Right. Because I'm very interested in what filmmakers have to say about their product. Well, lo and behold, Netflix for season one now has the commentary tracks. For House of Cards. But they're only going to do it for the original series. I mean, they're going to have I, it for... I don't know. I just uh, know that Family they, Guy. Probably not. That would yeah. be... They, they might. I guess I guess depending on how well their original series uh, are... I guess how... How, how well they're how received. Well yeah. I, I would think they'd... I mean, if they can get that, there's no reason for me to buy anything ever again. Yeah, that's true. I'm, that's, I, I'm, I'm not big in a special God, feature. I mean, how often do we just sit down and listen to Simpsons commentary? <laughs> a lot. All the time. It's one of my favorite pastimes. I, I have to listen to, like, Matt Groening and Al Jean and Dan Castellaneta and whatever, you know, guests uh, that they have. They have. So a lot of times they have a lot of their voice guests that they have mm-hmm. come back and do the commentary. Or they, they send out mail to every single person that was involved in that show. You know, voice actor wise, or you know, some of the higher ups as far as showrunners go, and obviously Matt the creator does them all. So mm-hmm. I wish they'd still do that. Now the commentaries yeah. have gone really downhill, and it's current showrunners that are doing it. Right. But like the first, I shouldn't say the first. See, again, we're gonna you're gonna hear these numbers all the time when we talk about Simpsons seasons three through ten, three through eleven. They had the best, the best episodes, and they also had the best commentaries. And it was even great to have people like John Lovett to go on and do episodes John he wasn't Lovett's, even he in. He wasn't even in because they kept sending him mail for episodes that he was on and he was just like, oh, I never got that. 
So he, really he would funny. do episodes that he was on, but he yeah. would also do episodes that Con- he was Conan on. came back and did some. Mark Hamill came on and did the episode that he that he was involved with. Mm-hmm. Conan only, I think... Actually, I think Conan did uh, three or four episodes. The ones that he directed and wrote, uh, but then the one that he um, did the voice for. The, the I Didn't Do I It. I Didn't Do It. Yeah, where Bart was the I Didn't Do It kid. So he came back, and I believe he was the voiceover for that one as well. So. I'm so sad now that I'm thinking about it, because we actually have The Simpsons on right now in the background. They showed Lionel Hutz. Phil Hartman will never be able to do... Uh, a commentary track. A commentary, and it it's, makes me sad yeah. all over again. That's a that's a history lesson for a different day for our viewers. Yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, season uh, season three, House of Cards, February twenty seventh. Mark it, marked, marked. All right, let's move on to. Do you want to talk about this a little bit? Yes, I do. There's not really much to talk about, but go ahead and no, not much. Uh, originally, this was going to be in our the last podcast, um, our top twelve uh, biggest. Um, boldest predictions mm-hmm. uh, for 2015, uh, but then Ryan pointed out that it's really not that bold of a prediction. And lo and behold, uh, a week later, it but it would have come true. It would have come true. Would have come true a week later. One for we would have been yeah. one for twelve on our prediction. Uh, so basically, the, the news is, and I, I enjoy both of these shows for the most part because I'm, I'm a really big comic book geek, especially on the uh, DC side. Um, the the shows uh, Arrow and The Flash are going to have an annual crossover because the crossover this year between the two shows was a, was huge. Uh, for ratings, so the Flash uh, did a crossover on Arrow, and Arrow did a uh, crossover on the Flash, and that sounds like that's what they're going to do. And I was and I was going to to that was originally written down in our boldest predictions, but like I said, Ryan said it's too obvious, and th- he was right because less less than a week later, here mm-hmm. we are with uh, WB coming out and saying that uh, this is exactly what they're going to do, and I think that's great. They're on the same network; they can do that. I, I really hope uh, now that what Supergirl's announced. Mm-hmm. That I, I would love to see her come over and do a crossover and just have uh, this big. Yeah, you that, know, that's the wrong station. But the sounds I, like I know it sounds like the Adam, which they're going to start doing, will be the third one. Yes, yes. Uh, that he is Superman number two. Um, Brandon Ralph. Really is uh, that guy? Adam? Yep, yep. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. He could he could do <laughs> he could be pretty good. So he'll be he'll if if his show takes off in popularity. Here's the thing. They're saying if his show, if the Adam takes off in popularity, that could be another crossover show. Mm-hmm. I think they're just saying that if the show's not doing well, they're going to do crossover. That's how you get. That's how you get viewers. Right. Right. Bring, bring the Flash and Arrow in, into the Adam yeah. world, and whatever CW is doing, Warner Brothers movies needs to take heed. Yeah. This is how you do crossovers. This right. is how you incorporate universes together Mm -hmm. don't you have everybody that has their own little story but even before the big announcement came when the flash came and and did his uh guest spot on arrow they even originally before the 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 flash even became a show they had him guest spot on arrow Mm -hmm. just to kind of warm up viewers to to get used to the idea of having the flash and now he's an it's going to be an annual occurrence and i think that's hell I mean, if I'm running the network, I make it a biennial occurrence. I love, love when I was reading comic books as a kid, and they would have a crossover. That's, I loved the Batman Superman series. Mm-hmm. I love when I, I just uh, noted this before. My favorite crossovers was Spider Man and the Human Torch. I thought those were so fun to read. So to have those all the time, you know, you don't want to you don't want to overdo it. But to have them happen, you know, at least once a year is is so big for the comic book fans because it happens so often. In comic books, mm-hmm. when you're reading, uh, you know, granted, it depends on what you're reading, of course. You know, if you're reading uh, Justice League, well, yeah, everybody's going to be in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite was the, was the standalone when you have Batman and Robin, or you have Batman, Nightwing, and Robin. You have this big, you know, Batman's uh, 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 team 
You know, I love when you would see all of them in a story together. Or I love when you have Batman and Superman coming together. My, my, the new ones that I'm trying to hunt down are Batman crossing over with Nightwing. I think that'd be really cool because I love Nightwing. I love Dick Grayson, and I, I would love to see him more with Superman. There's a really good arc on Nightwing Year Zero where he actually goes to Superman for advice because he wants to break out on his own because he just kind of left uh, the Batman team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a great uh, it's a great story arc if anybody There's wants to a, pick it up. I showed you that when we were editing the Omnibus. There's the the crowdsourced Nightwing miniseries. Oh yeah, we, we have to watch that. We still. have not watched that yet. It's like it's like. 40 minutes if you want to watch it for this maybe maybe we will it's on youtube you know what we're done thanks for uh thanks for tuning in guys good see you later i'm gonna watch nightwing miniseries now fuck you to you guys we're gonna go watch some nightwing and you can kiss our butts that's right anyway (laughs) we're not really gonna do that that's no that that was mean to all of our we're sorry i know we're sorry we're sorry all right what do we got left for news um let's do this one woody allen yeah all right woody allen who knows this is this is very raise your hand if you know who woody allen is now put your hand back on the wheel because you should be driving, <laughs> um, or you could be working. I don't care what you're doing. Put your hand back wherever it's supposed to be, dirty man. Anyway, Woody Allen from such f- fun movies as Annie Hall, as uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, as Midnight in Paris, as Magic in the Moonlight, which came out last year, which was a very good movie, by the way. I was very surprised at how good that movie was. Is signed a deal with Amazon. To do his very first ever TV show. So, fresh off the heels of Amazon's big win at the uh, at the Golden Globes for Transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was their first big... I mean, they had uh, the Dome before that. Whatever show that was that was on Amazon, then CBS Dome or whatever. Yeah, it didn't do very well. Basically, Simpsons movie live action. Um, yeah. They, they did Transparent and... Very well re- received. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor won for for best actor, uh, playing the transparent. Um, Woody Allen's going to do a, a TV show, first time ever, and I'm surprised he jumped on the Amazon bandwagon to do that. I'm surprised, I'm surprised he didn't do it on Netflix. I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't do it on normal TV. I know he hates production that's, companies and everything. Yeah, that's also true. Um, and he boycotts the Oscars every year, and he married his daughter. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He makes good movies. He writes great movies. He did mm-hmm. the voice in the movie Ants, which was awesome. Was it? I thought that was an okay movie when I was, you know, 12. Okay. Yeah, all right. When, when you were younger and you aunt. Yeah. You know, with, with Sylvester Stallone. You the aunt. Yeah. That was just... I don't even know who that was that did that movie, but that was their capitalize on... I think that was DreamWorks. Uh, was it DreamWorks before they were called DreamWorks, though? Good question. Um, but that was their... Whoever produced that that was their answer to it was dreamworks before they were yes really, before they were like super big dreamworks because yeah. it was pacific data um oh, it grossed 171 million dollars no that's how much it grossed yeah that's what the i said budget was 105 that's a huge budget for, for, for an animated movie for, because they had to Holy pay shit. Stallone his quote 1998 105 million dollars in 1998 oh look at the cast woody allen gene hackman sharon stone Sylvester stallone jennifer lopez christopher walken and dan bancroft Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd, danny glover those are big names and then you had music by John Paul and Harry Grayson Williams. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big big cast for this movie. This was this was the answer to a Bug's Life, and it didn't mm-hmm. do nearly as well as a Bug's Life. No, but the story the story wasn't there for DreamWorks for a long time in the beginning. They were just trying to emulate what Pixar and Disney were doing. Pixar had this vision, this the these writers that were free to do whatever they wanted to do, and Ants was pretty much just a copy paste of Bug's Life. Oh, here we go. The film was a result of a controversial public feud during the production between DreamWorks animation CEO Jeffrey Katzenberg and Steve Jobs and John Lasseter of Pixar. 
concerning the parallel production of this film and Pixar's A Bug's Life. Oh, there you go. This only worsened when Disney refused to avoid competition with DreamWorks' intended first animated release, The Prince of Egypt. The film premiered, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so it, clearly there was already issues with them doing copypasta with mm-hmm. ants. And then they did it. Did we mention A Shark's Tale was copypasta of Finding Nemo? No, that was totally different, though. But it was still capitalizing on underwater, Un- underwater, yeah, 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 animated shows. Yeah, okay, Ooh, I gotcha, I gotcha. And Shark Tales about a, f- it's about a fish, yeah, who lives in the water. Yeah, yeah. voiced by Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah. And uh, Jeff, Bl- uh, Jeff, Jeff Black, Jack Black was in it. I, I, I never saw. You it. never saw no. Shark Tale? No. Uh, I thought that was a pretty clever movie. Oh, all right. I like it. I shouldn't say that. I like it better than Finding Nemo. I like it better than Finding Nemo. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking. I know. I don't, I don't I'm really not, like Finding I'm not, Nemo. I'm not talking. How do you not like Finding Nemo? Because it's. Let me rephrase that. I, I do like Finding Nemo, but I think that I like. Shark Tale better because it's a comedy and it's not trying to take itself too seriously. I mean, Finding Nemo is a good movie on its own, but it's not in my top five of favorite Pixar movies. It doesn't have to be. But how is it better than Shark's Tale? Better than Finding Nemo? That movie was brilliant. I have to think I'd have to watch them again because I'm going based off of nostalgic memories of when I've watched I watched Finding Nemo last year. I try to watch that all the time. I think that movie is so great. No, no. It's true. It's true. One lemon pledge. Yeah, that movie's movie's fantastic. So yeah, Woody Allen. Um, Yeah, Woody Allen. It's big big for Netflix. Excuse me. It's big big for for Amazon. Amazon. Uh, you really don't think uh, great original programming when you think of Amazon. So this could be this is a big step forward for them. They're well, they they're trying to fix that because you know, especially with transparent now. But yeah, you don't right. They don't have many exclusive shows. I think they just had that. I mean, they have a few. They have that John Goodman show, uh, Alpha. Um, have you heard about that one? No. It's uh. See right there, Ray Palmer is uh. Yeah. Is uh, what's his face? We're we're cruising the webs and we just saw uh, Brandon Ralph as Ray Palmer. So like, um, uh, what is that show now? I can't even think of it. Transparent. Yeah, transparent. But that's 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 an that's an Amazon original series. I want Alpha House. Here it is, with John Goodman. Oh. Or he, I think he's playing either the incumbent president or a senator or something. Oh, he's a senator. Okay. So it looks funny. I like John Goodman. Yeah. And I'll probably he won his Emmy for Studio Sixty. He has a guest as as a as a as a twelve line guest host or guest star. He was, yeah, he had way more than twelve lines. I suppose that wasn't actually. And that, he was a that was an amazing episode. He was uh, great in it. No, I, it's an okay. I episode. thought he was great. No, in that he was episode. great in it, but it wasn't a good episode. I enjoyed it. Was it. Good of an episode. I enjoyed it. Amazon is. Upping the ante, is, I guess, the, yeah. the short of it. Which They're, is which is good. They, it's always it's always great to have competition, uh, especially uh, when when uh, the customers can benefit from it. You know, so now if I have Amazon Prime, not only do I have these shows that we just mentioned, now we have some Woody Allen content. Mm-hmm. But if I have Netflix, ooh, Netflix is going to need to counter now. What is Netflix going to do? Oh, Who got, are they? Are they going to have Martin cards? Martin Scorsese's going to come on and just <laughs> you know, we're, I'm, I'm spitballing here. Or just uh, the new black, you know. You know. Yeah. But it's you know, so this is this is great for the consumer to come in to keep keep paying, and maybe maybe they'll up the ante a little bit. Maybe now it's going to be you know twelve dollars a month or fifteen dollars a month if you have Netflix. If they keep bringing on this great original oh. content, that. You know, then you're starting. You know that that's okay. See, you know, well, Amazon just rose their price. You know, so now they're they're hundred bucks a year now for right. for for right. uh, 
for Prime. Uh, for Prime, and you get all the stuff. So that's about um, uh, that's less than eight bucks a month, mm-hmm. or eight bucks. It's a little bit over eight bucks a month. Um, Reed Hastings, I had to look up his name, I couldn't think of it. Uh, the CEO for Netflix, he said he's never going to raise the price again. Yeah, I don't know how you can do that. But the reason he said that is because when they rose the price from seven ninety nine to eight ninety nine, their stock dropped about two hundred points. Yeah. Because yeah. they lost so many subscribers. And they're gaining them back now and their stock yeah. their stock's not hurting. Don't don't think that, that you should go out and jump on the, the Netflix uh stock right now. It's about four hundred a share right now. Mm-hmm. I just um, don't see how you can say we're not gonna raise pricing again. I know it hurts. Uh, the 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 three twenty three, you know, so the, 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 the stock low. dropped a lot, like Ryan said. I know that hurts, but you, you can't you can't keep it at what is it, ten bucks a month, eight bucks a month? It's eight ninety nine right now. Yeah, I don't know how you can um, say we're never gonna do it again. I yeah, I I'll Again, I'll believe it when I see it, but I don't. Yeah. But they don't need to raise their price. They, that's, not, not right now. It could be years before they do, but it's they're gonna have to do it again. I'm sorry. It. I mean, I'm paying. I think I'm paying about twelve bucks for Netflix. So that's because I've got the multi-stream plan. So on the eight ninety nine, you can only stream on one device at a time. Right. Or you can only stream to one device at a time. Right. Um, with the multi-stream that I have, I can stream to four devices at a time. Right. So that's for myself and my parents and anybody else who's got my account name mm-hmm. and password. They can use it at the same time I am, and I don't have to worry about getting the big gray box of doom that says, you're logged in elsewhere. I, we just got that for our first time, uh, Holly and I, because we share that account as well uh, with my brother and uh, my parents. Um, we just got that for the first time in ever. Wow. Uh, last week. This this past weekend, yeah, actually, I get it. We wanted we wanted to watch Friends, and we could. I get it fairly often. No, we don't. We never. I used to. I should say I don't anymore. But yeah. I used to get it. So all then the we time. so then we just went to Hulu and watched some and watched some and other Hulu, stuff. And yeah. Hulu has a one. There's no way to change from eight bucks at Hulu. That happens a little more often. That one they don't have a, a, yeah. a multi-stream plan. Yeah. Which uh, whatever it's it is what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. But we're, with, we're fine with it. It, it, it's it's definitely a, a change in in direction because. Uh, because every it used to be, you know, five five or six years ago, it used to be five or six years ago where, uh, you know, we were saying that HBO and Showtime and Stars were getting all the big shows, mm-hmm. and now they're going to digital only plans, and everything's going to be now online. It's just that's the it's the way that TV's going. We talked about Sling TV in our last episode, uh, that's yeah. coming out soon, yeah. and PlayStation TV is coming out soon, or PlayStation View. So there's no reason to have cable anymore. It's just no. It'll and be, I'm, and I'm, like I said, we, we said that last time. We we're totally fine with it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for, I'm good getting everything digital because mm-hmm. I, that's one less box I need to worry about, and everything can just go on one. Then exactly. Okay, so we're, uh, gonna, we're gonna wrap move up on quick. To Avengers: Age of Ultron trailer. Yeah, we're today. gonna skip. We're gonna skip Supergirl TV show. Uh, I'll briefly. I, I already said it. Now I might as well just say it. They're gonna turn it into a feminist. <laughs> exactly. They're gonna turn it into a feminist crime solver show. It's very, very, Boo. very young. Still, it's. There hasn't been any casting or anything. No. But if this is the way they're going to take the show, uh, I'm saying I'm going to be very upset with it because that's not really what Supergirl is. No. If, yes, if, there's a detective element to Superman to Supergirl where they have to kind of solve a thing. But if they're going to do uh, like they do with uh, uh, what's it, with CIS and things CSI. of that. CSI. NCIS. NCIS. Thank you. Yeah, NCIS and CSI and all those other cop dramas that are out there. You. You can't follow the formula that Arrow has. Follow the formula that the Flash have, where they all have a detective side element to it, but it also focuses more on relationships of the characters. It should be well. The and problem it is, focuses now on the characters with their powers. The, the problem is, it's on CBS. If CW would have gotten their hands on it, it would have been a high school show, and it would have been great. Uh, I don't think it's a high school show. Flash isn't in high school, and Arrow's not in high school. But it, the way that they're showing what Supergirl looks like and concept and everything. CBS has it. It's and it's a, Supergirl. That's true. Yeah. She's not super. Yeah, okay. not super I, got it. I got it. I got so it. It would be 
you know, it it would be closer to the, I think that like Veronica Mars. I think Veronica Mars is in a super, okay. in a super right. series. If CW got an older an older take on it, but maybe, it looks yeah. like it sounds like they're going to turn it into a into a like a cop drama. No, like, no, uh, thank you. You know, like the Agents of Shield type thing, which it's uh, Gotham. You know, Criminal of the Week. That no. Yeah. Give, give me some flowing story. I mean, Gotham is is doing okay with the flowing story, but it's yeah. still Criminal of the Week. And I'm, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that element to it. Because it is it is a cop show. It just happens to be set in Gotham, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm 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 totally fine with that. So all right, all moving right. on. Last news bit: uh, Avengers two, Age of Ultron second trailer. <sighs> it's gonna be tough. I don't know if Star Wars is gonna beat it after seeing that trailer. We uh, that was a bold prediction that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to read some of the comments. Go ahead and YouTube it. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron second trailer. You could find it. Um, <laughs> it's it's everywhere it's, right now. Uh, it's interesting to hear a lot of people talk about how they think that watching these trailers has given away too much of the story uh because there's a it shows a bunch of the hulk versus hulkbuster hulkbuster iron man iron man, which and is it actually shows, the, it shows there's a lot more turmoil or again a lot more turmoil uh in between the ranks mm-hmm. so you see thor go up and grab robert Downey jr you see hulk fighting iron man you see a lot more you see some backstory for for natasha you see yep. you see yeah. uh, scarlet which kind of uh, what appears to be on both sides because she's kind of in the background in one of the scenes and then she's bl- yeah. blasting Iron Man. And then in another Falcon scene. could be there or it could be a uh, Rowdy or Rody, excuse me, Rody from uh, uh, Iron the Iron Man lore. So who, but, who knows who's in the back there? It, so it's it's exciting. It's well, it'll be good. That, May that's first, really the word. It's, May first it's very come, exciting. Yeah. Couldn't come soon enough. Uh, yep. I'll definitely be I'll watching see it. it. Yep. Um, I don't think it's in. I don't think they filmed it in IMAX, so I'm not going to go see it at the IMAX, but it will be there. I'll probably go to... Uh, we have uh, screens up here. They're called the Ultra Screen, where they're just super, super large mm-hmm. screens. Uh, but they've outfitted, though, that theater with the the best of the best. Uh, they've got lounge chairs that's reserved seating, and it's Dolby Atmos sound quality, so it'll just be out of this world. Fantastic. I'll probably go watch it there. It'll be my first movie I ever see at the Ultra Screen since it's been redone. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I I've mean, only I'll, seen. I'll probably. I'll definitely go see that. I've with only you. seen one other movie at the Ultra Screen. Yeah. I give you. I'll give you one guess as to what that was. Superman Returns. It was not. Oh. It's older than that. I'll give you one more guess. I, I think I've told you this story. Maybe I haven't. No, no, no. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Oh, okay. I was in the second row of the Ultra Screen oh. before they had lounge chairs. Oh. So I'm sitting here. Imagine a hundred. Um, like, I, don't, I don't think it's a hundred foot. Maybe it's a hundred foot screen. Imagine a huge ass screen in front big, of you. Big, yeah. Think think IMAX, but even just a little bit bigger because it's not the square shape. It's actual uh, widescreen shape. Right. Imagine sitting in that, and imagine looking watching Star Wars. Straight any up. Star Wars. Just imagine watching a Star Wars straight up, and then being in the second row. You had in second row to the left. Yeah. So you're sitting here, and your neck is just turning the whole time. I yeah. went with my with myself, my friend, my father, and we went, and I was like. I would have been 16 at the time. It was, I mean, and I was 16 and I, I liked the movie because I was 16 and ignorant. Um, <laughs> but I went and saw it there and I, I, I liked it and I came out with the largest neck ache ever. So I will always now associate Star Wars Episode 2 with a neck ache, which is probably appropriate. Which is, which is what I get when I watch it normally in a, in a normal chair. Um, I, I went and saw it. The only ultra screen I've seen so far is with uh, Superman Returns and I got so motion sickness from it. I, just, I never Was that the, the one on the west side here? Uh, no, it was actually the one uh, down in the uh, Menominee Falls area. Oh, so they have, a, they have a Marcus Ultra screen? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Some prayers getting one. That's really cool. Oh, that's nice. They're yeah. going to tear down the shitty old east side theater yeah. and put it out just you know two minutes down the road where everything else new is being oh, built. Oh, they're going to tear down the Eastgate Cinema? 
Yeah, and they're going to oh, turn it into a super large that's one. That's the one I always go to. Yeah, well, they're going to they're just moving it down the street. Okay, big to, deal. To Sun Prairie, where okay, everything new is. is. And they're going to have a huge ultra screen there also. Nice. So, Marcus, Mr. Marcus is uh, spending his money wisely. Yes. Yes. All right, cool. Moving on. What do we got next? I think uh, I think that's it for news. Cool. Let me, uh, let me just double Which, check here. Yeah, I think I think we've gotten everything that that's we good. really uh, wanted to cover. Community, sixth season of Community premieres oh. March 17th. Uh, I kind of stopped watching after the third season, but people Same. like it. It's going to be on. It's going to be on Yahoo again. Another show that was yeah. on that was on yeah. broadcast television. It's going to be on digital. Somebody put it know? on digital. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be cool. It's, it's cheaper. It's more effective, and you can mm-hmm. get more ad revenue because you can just show it with ads, and you can't skip them online. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, sucks to be you. All right, a little breather there, and uh, we're right back with uh, um, Golden Globes. Uh, like I said, we didn't, we watched it a little bit uh, and didn't sort of watch the whole thing. Uh, I, I'm kind of numb to to award shows. Uh, I watched the Oscars just because of the glitz and the glamour. And every year I make it a habit to watch all the nominated Best Picture Oscar ones. So mm-hmm. when it gets closer to that time, which is going to be a month, uh, we'll watch it and we can give our, our insight as to who, th- who we think is going to win. I'll watch Grand Budapest Hotel with you again. You can watch Birdman. I don't watch Birdman, but I wouldn't watch, wouldn't, okay. well, if, if, yeah, it'll be one updated. of the movies, because I loved that sure. movie. I was so glad when I found out that it won. So yeah, so that, give it away right there. Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, wasn't nominated for many, but did win best, oh. best musical or comedy, uh, comedy in one this of the, case. one of the best original stories I have seen. It's so, it was such a refreshing movie. I, th- I think, I think you're going to love it. I, I know that they're making a sequel now. What? Really? Yeah, I caught, caught Brian off guard there. Yeah, they're making a sequel. I saw the sequel uh, trailer uh, before I went and oh, I just saw something in theaters. Wow! But they they, they had a sequel trailer, and uh, like the it, it wasn't called the Grander Budapest Hotel. Although that the grandest funny. Budapest, too grand to Budapest, too grand to hotel. Yeah. So he's gonna look that up quick because now I've boggled his mind. I'll go through the the winners real quick. Best drama went to Boyhood. Uh, that's that Ethan Hawke, Patricia Arquette movie where the director actually, and all of them, filmed the movie over 12 years. Started with a young boy, moved on up for 12 years and followed him around. Not literally, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a three-hour movie that feels like a 12-hour movie, but it won, and I'm curious to watch it. Uh, I know uh, I know, people of a older demographic, my parents, uh, really want to see it. So I'll watch it and get my opinion on that. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. Uh, did not sing in this movie, but he did win for best actor in a drama movie for playing Stephen Hawking in Theory of Everything. I've heard that's a real tearjerker. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, I, I want to see that one. I don't think I'll watch it with any women who are going to cry because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I'm joking. I I am a good shoulder to cry on. Julianne Moore in a movie I've never heard of before won for best actress is still Alice. Which is fine because it's Julianne Moore and she's awesome. I do like Julianne Moore, um, but this is a movie that starred Thank Julianne you, Moore, Johnny. Alec Baldwin, Hi. and then Kristen Stewart. So, um. okay, Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, Adrian Brody wants a Grand Budapest Hotel sequel. No, there is one. I saw the trailer. If nothing's popping up in Google, well then, then your, then your thing is lying. <laughs> I just googled Grand I know, Budapest I know Hotel sequel, and there's nothing there. Okay, well we'll look at it afterwards because I I know I saw the trailer for it. Best actor, finally, Michael Keaton gets his Golden Globe. Yeah, I, I don't know if he ever really deserved one to begin with. Hey, we mentioned Michael Keaton, but we didn't get to mention Michael Keaton this time, and this time it was forced. This, yes, this time it was forced. It didn't come across. Well, it wasn't forced. We did. We were going to do Golden Globe recap regardless, but he did win. We were going to mention him 
because he was nominated. But he right. wins for Birdman, which I saw in theaters. I loved it. Um, it's a very unique movie. Uh, and I love the way that it was shot to make it look like it was just one take throughout the whole movie. Um, and the director's kind of gone out and shown some of the tricks that he's used. And I haven't watched them because I don't want to ruin the allure of where I can pick up where the cuts work. You know, just being a weird movie guy like that. Um, so he won for Best uh, Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Uh, Amy, Amy, ugh. Actress goes to Amy Adams. A lot of A's there. There you go. For Big Eyes, which... Is it a Tim Burton film? Yeah, Timmy. Tim I, Burton I came see, back. I want to see uh, Big It's Eyes. based on a true story, but this is more of an original take on it. It's not... Uh, uh, it's gonna, hopefully it's going to be a more refreshing uh, look at Tim Burton because uh, I have a really big bone to pick with him. Uh, because as a lady, it just seems like he's just been redoing movies with his Alice in Wonderland remake. He is and, doing... And Beetlejuice 2. Well, he is doing Alice 2. You knew that, right? He, what? Jesus. Yeah, they're doing Alice in Wonderland 2. I don't know if he's attached to it, but they are doing Alice in Wonderland 2 next year yeah or the year before year before no. the next year or this year yeah um yeah that'll i'm, I'm interested to watch big eyes um yeah that, that since it it look it looks really good i don't know if it'll be a, a best picture nominee it could be mm-hmm. um if it is i will watch it i'll watch it regardless but i'm hoping it makes the the final dude you didn't cut. see the grand budapest hotel trailer there's nothing. This is what happens when I what Google Grand Budapest Hotel watch sequel. Then it's it's not it's not it. Age of Ultron two maybe. No, are you getting that confused <laughs> no, today? I am. Oh man, um, I'll look it up or I'll figure out what I saw. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on here. Best supporting actor in a comedy, drama, or musical because they don't separate that one, which is which, so which is weird, dumb. Uh, because that would have had uh, that would have had two winners in my book. J.K. Simmons would have won for Whiplash, mm-hmm. and then Edward Norton would have won for Birdman. Yeah. Easily. Uh, Patricia Arquette won for Boyhood. Uh, the supporting actress is weird because I think she was the the lead female in the movie, but she wasn't. I'd like to see the criteria. What call? Who? How do you get supporting and how do you get main? It. it, it I never. I never wondered. I don't that. know. Uh, best director was for Boyhood again. The, just the concept of that movie is is so unique. Uh, Birdman won for best screenplay. Best score went to Johan Johansson. For the theory of everything, I've never heard of that name before, so I'll be interested when I watch the movie to listen to see if if it is something I've heard before. Uh, um, and then best original song went to Selma, which I've heard very little about, other than people are protesting it. It's the movie because about Oprah movie. Winfrey's in it, and that's why they don't want to see any more Oprah Winfrey. Is, I, that, is that is that what it is? That's why they're pro. No, I have no idea. I think it. They're just really sick of Oprah. I think they're just. I think I don't think people like. From what I've heard. I think Selma's very factually inaccurate. Ah. It is a story about Martin Luther King Jr. People get pretty sensitive when you talk about civil rights and you're inaccurate about it. Inaccurate. Ugh, I need to go back to school. Uh, inaccurate. So it'll be... Uh, I want to watch that movie, too. I believe that will be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, and then Best Animated Feature Film. I feel like this was a tough category this year. How to Train Your Dragon 2 won. But it was up against Big Hero 6. It was up against Lego Movie. It was up against uh, Book of Life and uh, Box Trolls. I don't really care about Box Trolls, but Book of Life was a very unique movie. Uh, I of, of those three, though, I would have probably picked... I don't know. I, may would, I maybe would have picked How to Train Your Dragon. You were raving when you saw Big Hero 6. Yeah, but I think How to Train Your Dragon 2 was more widely... 
I think it was open to a wider audience. Big Hero Six is pretty limited to to boys, like a boy demographic. Okay. I think How to Train a Dragon Two will reach a larger audience. And I mean, Lego Movie is is more of an adult animated movie. It's it, it is for kids, but it's it's more for the people who grew up with Legos. So the twenties and thirty year olds who remember having all those Legos and doing those things with it. Mm-hmm. But that was also a really good movie. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see all five of those nominated in. The Academy Awards, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else won. Mm-hmm. Any of, of those five movies could win. I just don't like Box Trolls movie. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Claymation or oh, Stop Motion I, I really Animation. I want to see that. It, looks, it looked good. I really want to see it. Uh, best series, we'll go quickly through these. The Affair from Showtime won Best Drama. Transparent on Amazon, which we've talked about, won Best Comedy. Kevin Spacey finally won for House of Cards. Yay! Uh, two years he's been gunning for it. I don't think he was nominated last year, but apparently season two he did better. I think he did the same. Uh, Ruth Wilson for The Affair, again, for Showtime. Um, musical or comedy, Jeffrey Tambor won as Transparent. Uh, I, I, I like how I'm saying he won as Transparent because he is the Transparent, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Gina Rodriguez for Jane the Virgin. I've never heard anything about that show, but apparently it's getting some critical acclaim. It clearly won an award. It, it's one of the few broadcast shows, one of two shows that are on non-pay TV that won, Yeah, which is weird uh billy bob thornton for fargo maggie gyllenhaal for the honorable woman uh and then supporting and then mm, matt bomber yeah matt bomber woo for the normal heart which yeah, is an hbo I movie love matt bomber he's so good uh, joanne froggett for downton abbey was best supporting actress and then best miniseries was fargo so i did a little uh, number crunching here a lot of these shows i haven't watched uh, i'm very picky with my tv i typically don't watch too many shows that are of critical acclaim, and I'll, I'll probably go back and watch some of them. Uh, but of the 11 awards that were given out for TV shows, three were for online services, two for two for Amazon, one for Netflix. Three were on premium stations, uh, which I consider to be HBO, Showtime. These were all, two were Showtime, one were HBO. Three were on expanded cable, so FX and then Sundance TV, which I didn't even know was a station. No, me neither. So of the 11, nine were on things that you had to pay for. Of those nine, six were on things that you have to have super subscriptions for. So it's kind of showing the shift going into, and I tweeted about that, there's a shift into premium services having better shows. And that's because everything on broadcast TV now is becoming so formulaic and so Mm -hmm. overdone. So Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but shows like, even like shows that I used to watch, like Castle, uh, yeah. were great for a couple seasons, but yeah. now it's literally the same old stuff every yeah. every episode. Yeah. I, there's only so long. I really was into Cal. I was into Cal for three, four seasons. Well, three seasons. I don't think it's been on that long. It's been on six seasons. Now. Yeah, I, I think I've seen seasons. through three, and it was great. And then I just, uh, I just, I it's, just stopped caring about it. And that's the problem. That's the problem with The Office. You just kind of stopped caring. You just wanted to watch it out. Same thing with How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. which we really got into. That was one of the most unique and original shows that I've seen in a long but time. Then you don't introduce the mother. And for the, how many seasons? It was what was it, nine <laughs> eight, years? Eight years. They didn't. They eight went years before they introduced the mother. It's a long time for kids to sit on a couch. I'm just gonna throw that out. There. Exactly. They, they don't. They don't want to hear the story for eight years. I didn't want to hear the story for eight years. I would have been no. good. Five or six. I would have been good at season four when they introduced Sarah Chalk as the potential okay. mother. Okay. I think that would have been a great yeah. place. And they could have gone back to that in season five and that would have been it. I think if you if, if it went the five or six uh, season round, I think that would have been absolutely perfect for that series. Wasn't the old... Wasn't the old... I know I know the old rule was 100 episodes for syndication. That's not no longer the case anymore. Right. But I think that's like, I think that's like your golden number for episodes. 100. If you can stick around 100, 150 episodes, yeah. that's 
150 episodes would be seven seasons. Yeah. That's, that's a long time. That's a long time. I think I think that's as long as any TV show should go if you can't progress the characters. And when I by that I mean you can't age them, you can't uh, if if you're telling a story, you shouldn't tell your story longer than seven years. I mean, if you can think of a new story, that's that's great. That's, then have have the characters do that. But th- yeah, you things should. like Veronica Mars, I mean, it's they r- aged. It's ridiculous. They they were all high school, but they graduated every year. They went up, up one more year higher. That's great. You're gonna run out of stuff to do. So maybe it was okay that I got. I, it wasn't okay that I got canceled for three seasons. But after the third season, what were you gonna do with them? He, uh, Rob Thomas, not not the Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty, but the Veronica Mars Rob Thomas put out a little seven minute teaser of what he was going to do for season four and she would have graduated uh college so it would have been five years in the future that's good don't just do something for the sake of doing something for eight for eight years and you know postpone that you know don't don't give us red herrings every every season cliffhanger that mm-hmm. you did like how i met your mother just show me the mother and start with that right and i told you they were going to do a spin-off how i met your mom or how i met your dad yeah they didn't do it they, they canceled that thank goodness i would not have watched a minute of that show they uh it was going to be it was going to be a group of girls yeah talking about how she got because the show was going to start out she was going to be divorced and it was going to be basically how recalling that and even charlie over there yeah. the, the dog's groaning about that yeah that was pretty bad charlie so but yeah it's just it's really neat to see the the, the the transition from ba- from like basic TV to cable to premium services now to to, to online services only because mm-hmm. I tweeted it out you know ten years ago of the of, of the awards that were on TV without having to pay for it was six uh, of the TV shows that you could get without having to pay too much for it was nine now you're down to, to five and even like Sundance I think you have to have like a super tier package for right so so kudos to everybody who won. I have not seen any of your shows except for House of Cards. I will probably watch. I did. I did watch the the most of the stop. the pilot for the affair, what? and I'll probably watch that that series and finish that up. But otherwise, I was pretty blind for this. My my big my big time to watch is the Emmys and the Academy Awards. So right, we'll go to that. Um, I think we're. Getting pretty close to running out of time. Yeah, this is this is way longer than I want to talk tonight. We'll do. uh, We're just we're just we're just regurgitating news that anybody could have read in five minutes. That's all right. It's more fun to get an opinion with news. That's why that's why shows like SNL and Daily Show are popular. That's true. You know, that's why podcasts are popular. Sweet, we're gonna take over for Colbert then. Woohoo! Woo! We'll call it the the Sweet Twelve rapport. No, that doesn't work. Uh, very quickly, Marvel Omnibus. Like I said, we're about halfway through the first part of it. Um, I don't want to get too into it. Though. I don't. I just, I just want to say um, we're still watching it, and we're, we'll have it finished by the next time. Yeah, we'll we'll have it finished. Uh, so far, pretty good. Um, there's a couple cuts that I made. Uh, I didn't change too much in the cut. I no. I mean, I know that times are going to be off a little. Some bit. Some cuts are really good. Yeah, some cuts are fantastic. And, and I don't know if that's you or if that's uh, who's the guy? Uh, Mike. Mike. Well, Mike Firth. Yeah, I think Mike. A lot of it was Mike made the cuts. I didn't change anything except for. Maybe a frame or some seconds here yeah. and there, but no. Otherwise, Mike's done a fantastic job on it. We'll uh, we'll review the whole thing next week. Yeah. Um, as far as a vault pick of the week, we've been talking a lot about newsroom, and we haven't really seen any of that. So why don't we pick newsroom? Go watch the yeah. Go watch season three, go episode season one. one. Go watch season episode one, season okay. one. All right. All right. Start off at the beginning. Sure. All right. If you haven't even, seen even newsroom, better. if you haven't seen newsroom yet, yeah, get going uh, on it. This is the last season. It's going to be there in season three. So watch season one and just binge it hard. It's on HBO. If you don't, so, if you don't have HBO, um. Too bad for you. Find other places to watch it. You come over to my house. Uh-huh. Yes, we'll have a party. We'll have a viewing. Yeah, I've got HBO. I've got an HBO account. Brian's got an HBO account. 
Uh, if you want to wait, you pretty soon pretty soon you can buy HBO. I'm sure they'll give away a free week so you can binge watch on your free week. Oh, you sure could. Uh, it's it's so hard. It's so hard not to. We watched so many in that one night. It's mm-hmm. it's just been it's been so it's been so great so, that to have it back and to to sit down and just and just get your Sorkin fill. It's it's hard. To, I mean, then that shows a hard show not to binge because you just you just want to keep watching. The story is so uh, Sorkin's good at that. He can very fluid. It, and, it, What's the, what am I, what's it, what I'm it draws to you in. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's engrossing. And yes, that's a better word. Yes, Captivate, exactly. Captivating, mesmerizing. Say all the things I want to say. I will. Thank you. I actually I won't. So go ahead and watch uh, Newsroom mm-hmm. season one, episode one. Watch the pilot. Yeah, get going. Get going. Fall on in it. love it's, with these characters because very they're good. With the exception of two of them, a lot of them are which two? Well, Jeff Daniels. And oh, maybe you should finish your thought before I ask. You I meant who you're thinking with the of. exception of two characters, a lot of these are unknown actors, and they do a fantastic oh, yes. job. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, Olivia Munn, who's fairly famous. We only know her because she's dating Aaron. Well, we knew her from before, from Attack of the Show and everything. Teasing. But yeah, we in Wisconsin know who she is now. Yes. if you didn't before. But her and Jeff Daniels really were the big names going into this, and then uh, Sam, whatever the, the big guy, Watterson. Yes, thank you, Sam Watterson, and he was big too. But and the the and Emily Mortimer. I she, knew from her guest spots on Thirty Rock. Yeah, she did some guest spots, but she wasn't a big, big name. No. Everybody else, everybody else is kind of getting. Allison Pill, mm-hmm. uh, she She's was in Scott name. Pilgrim. Yep. She, she was big name. But yeah, it just go ahead and watch the show. It's, yeah, if, if if anything, you may. It is a very hit or miss show. If you don't appreciate the way Sorkin writes, you're not going to like it. No, no. But if you if you sit down and and just watch it, don't do anything else. Just watch it. Mm-hmm. You'll really like it because it, it is not a show you can multitask on. You have to watch it. You have to listen. You have to listen again. You may have to repeat a few places, but it it's worth watching and it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. So I again, I don't have any other I don't have any other adjectives. We'll yeah. leave it with scrumtralescent. <laughs> so thanks for joining us uh, for this, this edition, which this is was a super uh, long news episode. It's a super long news. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do it uh, as an extra extra. Read all about it. Woo. Uh, we, thanks again yeah, for we, for coming I, and popping in, and uh, we were debating to, to call it we whether a minisode or a. We were gonna we were gonna call it just do mini. I didn't think we were gonna have an hour's worth of material to talk about, but apparently we can just ramble on about anything. Uh, rebel, rebel, rebel. Yeah, we'll have to really trim it down next time. I want to do it because I really wanted to do a mini today and see how that went over. But now well, we'll, we'll have to wait till for another opportunity. It is still kind of a mini. It's just uh, hi Charlie. What do you want? It's it's about ten ten or fifteen minutes less. So yeah, exactly. we'll cut that up. So. Um. I'm gonna cut that up, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll catch you next week with a, with a brand new Sweet Twelve list. Yeah, we'll have a list next week for sure, and we'll have an omnibus review because I'm I'm planning to watch it this weekend. I will probably watch it too. Yeah. Well, you have the 54 gig file. Yeah, I'll so. have to find a way to give it to you because I'll be, or I'll have to find a way to give it to myself or reconvert it. I think the biggest part of it, and we're, we're getting off track. Yeah, I think the biggest part <laughs> is the audio. So I'll I'll compress the audio a bit more because neither of us have surround sound systems, so we don't need super surround sound. On no. it. So I'll compress the no. audio and. Get it smaller, we can want, and I can yeah. put it on like a hard drive or something. So, oh sure, there you go. All right, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like us, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes or leave a like, subscribe. Uh, go to Twitter. We're on Twitter at Sweet Twelve. Uh, we're pretty active on Twitter every now and then. Yeah, if you uh, leave a review for us, we'll read it on the air. We will. We will. Uh, we'll retweet you. We'll we'll mention your name, and we may even send you virtual cookies because who doesn't like a good virtual Oreo now and then? Well, who wouldn't like that? I know. It's very nice. Everybody of you. does. So, all right, that'll do it. My name is Ryan. I'm Brian. Take it easy. This has been another episode of Sweet Twelve from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. 
Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors. You can find us on Twitter at Sweet12 and on Facebook at Sweet12 Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.